Hey everyone, this week the Power Hour podcast is sponsored by Origins. Now I have been working with Origins as a brand ambassador for almost two years and I can honestly say that it has been an absolute dream come true partnership for me. So I am mega grateful to Origins for supporting the Power Hour and I'm just mega happy to be able to share this with all of the listeners of this show. So as a brand ambassador, I have come to know and learn so much about Origins. I've learned all about the history of the brand and how they continue to innovate and combine the very best of science and nature. I'm someone who cares a lot about what I put into my body as well as the products that I put onto my skin. The skin is the body's largest organ and it soaks it all up so this really does matter. And since I started using Origins products over three years ago, I've just been obsessed. I mean, my skin and my complexion is far better now in my 30s than it was in my 20s and I credit this to Origins. So for anyone who knows me personally, they already know this because I've been talking about it. You know, my family, my friends... My sister and even my sister's boyfriend are now a fan of the products that I use. So grab a pen, write this down and you can thank me later. These are my three favorite Origins products. So first up, the Ginseng Ultra Hydrating Cream, which I use every single day. Second one is Checks and Balances, the face wash. And the third one is the Drink Up Night Mask. So those are my faves and Origins have kindly given us a discount code to share with you all, which is PowerHour15. So if you use the code PowerHour15, you can get a 15% discount as well. Thank you so much for listening to the show and thank you so much to Origins for supporting the Power Hour podcast. I accept that something's happening right now. I accept that something's changing. I accept... Or I would say in, in, in real terms, my intention is to accept that something's changing right now. Just having that mantra or affirmation, that's enough to, to get me unstuck. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers, and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines, and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. So for this week's episode, I was thinking, who do we need to hear from the most right now? Today's guest is an absolute powerhouse. She is a female entrepreneur. She is an author, podcast host and conscious business leader. She's a previous guest. She was one of my very, very first guests on the Power Hour. And I've invited her back because I know that she is someone who will leave us all feeling uplifted, motivated and give us the tools and hacks to optimize our time right now. Welcome back to the show, Jodie Shield. I am back. You know, I was I was trying to think back and reflect on our first our first recording that we did in that studio in the good old days when you could record in studios. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was really really great. It was such a high energy, amazing, exciting session with you. So I'm really really happy to be back on. So thank you for inviting me back. 
Oh, no, it's great to have you. And honestly, that was one of the first episodes I recorded. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous, you know, being the host. And, you know, the show has grown so much since then. It's just been absolutely amazing. Um, But as I said, so much has changed, especially in the last, you know, three or four months. And to be honest, when I was prepping for this episode, I was thinking, okay, what do people need to hear right now, especially from someone like you? And so, you know, when we've never had anything like this before where we're sharing this collective experience globally. Mm. And I think there's a number of things that I'd love to talk to you about today. I mean, there's so many, but I've kind of tried to whittle it down. Um, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, mind, body, change and adaptation, practical actions and tools that we can all use, that everybody, I believe, can use, small things to optimise our day and our energy and our routines obviously starting off in the morning, but also looking at our evening and our night routines and how that might have changed. So as I said, lots of things to to talk to you about today. But first up, I'd like to start with a pretty big topic, something that I know I've heard you talk about brilliantly so many times, and that is fear. Mm. So I think fear can hold a lot of people back from doing things in their life. You know, fear is a human emotion. We all experience it. And right now, with all of the uncertainty and just the anxious feeling, I think now more than ever, people need to understand their relationship with fear. So, Jodie, over to you. Can you talk to us about fear? Wow. Yeah. What a time to talk about fear. I mean, you couldn't, you can't really escape fear at the moment, especially the kind of fear that we've experienced or panic that we've experienced in the last three months. It has been such an interesting experience in our history and we may not go through something like this again in our lifetime. And that for me is a very interesting thing. And so because there was so much of this experience that was unknown and uh, because no one really understood how to label it how to you know walk us through it how to guide us through it naturally that fear of unknown and uncertainty has triggered a lot of fear in our collective and so you couldn't not be affected by what we've just been going through and uh, that coupled with this idea of social distancing which is extremely important on one hand but on the other hand it makes that makes us feel very disconnected from each other and and then on the other hand, this experience of being in lockdown and essentially having to stay in our homes just in case we went out on the street and something bad happened to us. And so there have been so many things that we've had to experience in such a short space of time. No wonder we've felt anxious, nervous, uncertain, full of self-doubt. You know, many of us have been furloughed or... Um, You know, our businesses have gone into redundancy or administration, and there's just so much that we're having to face and deal with all at the same time. You know, it's like we've experienced so many different things in such a condensed period of time, you know, and and it's it's almost like it's caused like an inner explosion in a way. And uh, I remember, I want to know what your experience was in a mo, but I remember me just going through like 10 different kinds of fear-based emotions all in the space of like a day. I just was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? Is my relationship going to be okay? Is Paul going to be okay? You know, is my business going to be okay? And um, just really having to process all of that emotion 
and inner drama internally in order, Adrienne, for me to rise up and be the leader that I feel like I was born to be in situations like this, because as we both know, crises define us on a very high level. So I felt like I had to do like five years of leadership training in like five days, you know, I don't know if you felt the same. Well, it's interesting, you know, listening to you talk about that, because for me, the way I view you and, you know, the relationship that we have, and I feel like that is what you do. You know, you are somebody who you, you're very calming, you're very grounded. Like, I feel like even listening to you talk then, I'm like, yes, I'm like feeling calmer because <laughs> that's what you do. And, you know, you've helped so many people. And as I said, we talked about it in the previous episode, but you've helped so many people with, you know, understanding different emotions in their body, different experiences, different traumas that they've mm. been through. And I know this is very different and it's, it's, it's a much wider scale. As you said, it affects us all. And so in some ways, I think, I, you know, I saw this thing the other day that said, we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. And I thought it was really interesting because essentially it's true. You know, there's certain things we can all relate to right now, as you said, maybe fears about business or about income, maybe worried about you know, different people in our lives, you know, parents, grandparents, children, you know, how it's going to impact and affect them. But I think the idea that we're not in the same boat, you know, everyone's circumstance is different, every relationship, every work dynamic, everyone's, you know, where you are in your career journey, what support you have around you, there's so many things that can Mm. affect how we feel. So for me, I think I'm the ultimate optimist, as you know. And so I definitely think at the start of the year, I was like, okay, you know, it's probably going to be a short thing. I said this the other day. And now, as you said, 10 weeks in, it's not short. And the idea that this could continue for weeks, months, we don't really know, you know, what's going to happen. I think I struggled with that because I'm someone who likes to plan. I'm a planner. I have a paper diary. I look ahead the weeks, the months, I'm working towards things. I'm ticking off lists, you know, I'm like, yeah. And so not having that control to plan things and to feel that I'm working towards something, that I really struggled with that Mm. and then on top of that I think just the change in my life in my routine I love people I love to be around people I'm always out and meeting different people going to different places so I've never spent so much time at home and you know the, the beauty of that is that you know my son's off school so homeschooling spending time together having meals together I've tried to focus more on that but I definitely also felt just the kind of unnerved, this nervous anxiousness around not being able to control and plan, feeling like that agency had been taken away from me. It's still probably challenging me even now, if I'm honest. Mm. Well, it's interesting when you have audiences like we both have. To me, it felt like I had, I was a mother of a really big family. I had loads of children and I had no choice but to rise up and that really that um that momentum that inspiration that you know I suppose energy that kept me moving forward told me that I had no other choice I had no other option because if I went into meltdown then who was going to be there for my tribe and I know that it's not as simple as that because obviously our tribes have their own families and their own peers and people supporting them however I knew that as someone you very gracefully just described, as someone who's calm and grounded and leads and, you know, supports a lot, thousands of people with businesses and careers and lives, you know, I knew that there would be a lot of fear in the world. So how could I 
step into this role of, you know, like you say, optimism without being insensitive, you know, having to be empathic at the same time, without being insensitive to what other people are going through. But how could I rise up and be a bold, courageous, fierce leader, open-hearted, reassuring, you know, unwavering and confident in the face of adversity and just be that solidarity that people needed. And so it was interesting because I, when I went through my meltdown, it was about three or four weeks before lockdown happened. I was walking through Oxford Street. I could feel an energy, certain energy around us. People were just diminishing. There were less people around on Oxford Circus in London, which is unusual. I could just feel that change was coming. And I just started feeling a bit nervous. And I went through about six hours of just going through this experience. Then I had to go through my experience quite quickly to then recover, to then rise up. And actually, like, you know, two weeks into lockdown, I started like launching a couple of programs that I knew would support people. And I got a backlash, you know, I got a backlash from people saying, you know, Jody, uh, you know, not, not things like, are you insensitive to, you know, what's going on at the moment? You're asking people to pay for things like you shouldn't be selling at this time. And I was like, you know what? Quite the opposite. First of all, I give 95% of my content away for free, first of all. And Mm. also I'm creating, you know, low value accessible products, bespoke things that people can invest into that will help them rise up out of this black hole that they're disappearing down you know and so it was a really interesting time for me because I processed it all quite quickly and was in a different space a space of opportunity I could see things clearly I knew what remedies were needed to be created to help people to move forward and I very much did see myself as someone on the front line of business coaching you know I was like bring it, you know, I was firefighting, I was helping people restructure their whole businesses, pivot. I helped 11 women on my group coaching program restructure their whole businesses in two hours. I was just like on fire. I mean, there was so much energy coming through me. It was like mad. But at the same time, I had to be aware that actually there are people who are not okay. And Jody, you need to be aware of not just jumping over some of the pain that people are going through and make sure that you actually you know, get down with people to their level and you're checking in with them at a lower level and you're helping them and you're also helping people who are ready to move forward as well. So it was a real juggling act for me at the beginning, if I'm honest. But, Mm. you know, time just allowed me to move through and then understand better and better what my audience really needed, get insights and then just continue to support them. Well, it's interesting that you say that about timing because that's what I was thinking as you were talking then is that it's timing everything is timing and and ultimately as you said you were able to maybe you were you know a few steps ahead of where people were at and sometimes people need a bit of time to kind of you know let things sink in and process and think about what and if and how and reflect and you know often change is difficult as you know but I want to just go back slightly to this idea of fear because as I said, I've heard you talk so much about fear. And to me, you're just a fearless woman in everything that you do. But I've seen on online your your Fearless Friday. And one in particular was you in a bath of ice cubes. Now, for anyone who's unfamiliar with you know, the idea of ice therapy, water therapy, cold therapy, with the guru that is Wim Hof, I know that Jody, you've interviewed him. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Because I've recently come back to this idea of, you know, the cold therapy, doing cold showers, doing hard things, challenging myself to kind of just do 
two or three minutes a day of something like that because it's you know mentally challenging so yeah back to the idea of fear why do you think that the cold therapy aside from all of its you know physical health benefits why do you think that cold therapy is potentially a good place for people to start when it comes to overcoming fear Mm. so things like cold therapy cold showers ice baths they expand our beliefs of what's possible so it's like when you think about having a cold shower, immediately the mindset, the mindset starts being triggered and you go into like some sort of fight or flight response, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, cold water is scary. It feels awful. I don't want to get into it because, you know, when I jumped into a river when I was three years old, my dad threw me in. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. You know, so we've got these like programs that are triggered in our mindset when it comes to things that we feel threatened around. So cold water is one of those things. So for me, I've always been one of these people like you have that wants to expand. I want to expand. I want to grow. I want to overgrow my limiting beliefs and fears. I want to outgrow them, overgrow them. And so cold water for me was a really great test ground for me to do that. And so it would really make me very interested. I'd be very curious to see what sorts of thoughts started coming up as I was thinking about tuning into getting in the shower, getting into a cold shower. And I used to hate having cold showers. And then when I interviewed Wim, and he started talking a lot about cold showers and the benefits of cold showers at in, in relation to doing things like resolving grief and trauma. And I'll go on to explain a bit about that in a minute, because that's a bit of a deeper answer to your question. Um, he really inspired me to start just flirting with cold therapy. And so for me, I used it as a test. As I said, I used it to, as an experience, as a stimulator to actually walk into something that my mind would deem as threatening and start to understand what it was that my mind was telling me in those moments, because you and I both know this, you're very, you know, a person, we are very all defined by our mindset, our principles, our belief systems, the things that we believe about ourselves, the things that we believe about the world and other people, we're very much defined by those principles. And so what we need to do at some point in our life is start to question what it is that we're telling ourselves on a daily basis. So for example, let me use the example about the person that challenged me and said, this is not the right time for you to be sharing your programs, you know, she was only having that response because she was afraid. That was all. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about what I was offering. It was because she was afraid and she didn't know what was coming, you know? And so that the pandemic triggered a lot of that. But if I go back to the um, example of the shower, as you're walking into it, you can get a really clear perspective as to what you're currently telling yourself in that moment about danger, threats, cold water. So me going into that and just like, using that as a stimulation, a stimulator experience to walk into it, to start unraveling my fear-based beliefs and projections was just really, really powerful. So I would literally go into the cold shower or the cold bath and I would just witness my mind trying to get me out of it. Like literally it would do whatever it could to be like, Jody, this is dangerous. What are you doing? Just get out, get out. Voila. And I was like, this is cool. Like I was just like, this is so interesting. Look, listen to what my mind is telling me right now. And I was like, my mind is telling me all this stuff. It's causing a reaction or response in my body. My body's shutting down. All my body wants to do is get out. It's going to fight or flight mode. I'm just going to breathe through this. I'm just going to really allow this, 
you know, to take effect and just like feel it because I know every time I feel the experience rather than running away from it, I'm expanding on some level. So that was why I decided to start cold water therapy. That was my intention. But the other flip side of this, and I'll be brief in the way that I explain this second bit, you know, it's very, very good at helping people with anxiety, trauma, um, deep-seated emotional uh, memories, experiences, which are actually all going on behind the scenes of our fear. Yeah, you know, interesting what you said then around your body's reaction and your mind's reaction and how obviously the two can be opposing. So, you know, we can have false thoughts, we can have reactions in the body. You know, I, I sometimes think about the physical emotion of how you feel when you're anxious and then how you feel when you're excited. And often the two are very, very similar in terms of physical response, but what's yeah. happening in the mind is so different. And so yeah. I've spoken to lots of different people about the cold water therapy. I know a few people who swear by it. They say it's changed their their lives. It's made them yeah. more, their, their mindsets so much more resilient. And they talk about the fact that for them, you know, starting, you know, in particular doing it in the morning, starting the day with this focused, like, you know, you have to, it takes your breath away, you know, that it's that feeling of like <gasps> having to really inhale fresh oxygen, having to wake up and having to, yeah, calm the, the nervous system, calm the body's reaction to kind of freak out. And mm. then, you know, being able to transfer that, I guess, into other times in the day or other areas in your life when you might want to freak out, when you're actually going, I can be calm, I can endure I've got this. I just need to breathe. I can mm. stay in this uncomfortable feeling because I'm in control. Mm. And so for me, as I said, revisiting this cold, I mean, I've picked a good time to do it, Jodie. The sun is shining. At least I'm like, you know, in winter, I think it's a different thing. But anyone who, yeah, I'd encourage anyone who's listening to this, who maybe is thinking, what are they crazy? Cold showers, cold ice baths really do like, you know, take some time and, and deep dive, do a bit of research, definitely listen to Jody's episode with Wim Hof. He's called the Iceman. He's amazing. And um, yeah, definitely encourage people to check it out and not just take our word for it, but actually, um, yeah, make sure you do a bit of research before if you're going to try something like that for the first time. So let's talk a little bit about change and adaptation, because again, you are the queen of this, you are the guru. And, you know, given the timing right now, whether we like it or not, we're all having to change, we're all having to adapt, you know, so for you, I mean, we've talked a little bit about it, but how have you, yeah, I guess, in this time had to adapt? What have been the biggest things that you've had to adapt from a personal perspective, and then from a business perspective? Yeah, well, there's no coincidence that I've got the word surrender tattooed on my arm, is yeah. there? Because it's perfect for what we're experiencing right now. So surrender is really the, the word here. It's it's all about surrender. There's been you know, there's no other option in situations like this but to surrender. And um what I wanna say, Adrienne, is you know, I know that many people listening will just be absolutely loving everything that you're sharing, everything I'm talking about, but Something that I don't know if is actually sinking into people's psychology yet is that the world's not going to go back to the way it was before. Like it's not, we've changed beyond recognition. And some of us will feel that more impactfully than others based on what businesses you're in, what industries you operate within, or, you know, what your kids' school life's like. I'm not sure, but it will if, if impact us. And, you know, Financially speaking, we might have a couple of wobbles in the economy. We, we don't know yet what's going to happen, but that's likely to happen as well. So the world has evolved. And, you know, I was speaking to one of my mentors about this the other day. 
there are going to be some significant shifts in the way things like business operates. So, for example, digital digital based businesses are going to really thrive when we come out of this. Um, and so I think many, many businesses are taking a lot of their offerings online now. You've seen how already the hospitality industry and restaurant industry, for example, has begun to innovate quite quickly. You can get takeaways from the highest quality restaurants now all over the world. You know, there's, there's lots of innovation in times like this, which is really interesting. I find innovation fascinating, especially when it has to be so and it has to be that way. Um, so, yeah, how have I managed change? Well, I think for me, you know, as always with me, Adrienne, acceptance is like the biggest way forward through this. Because for me, if I could practice, you know, not not necessarily accepting everything that's going on, because I know that's a big ask for people. Right. But if I could start by saying I accept that something's happening right now, I accept that something's changing, I accept or I would say in, in, in real terms, my intention is to accept that something's changing right now. Just having that mantra or affirmation, that's enough to, to get me unstuck, to get me unstuck and out of my head and to move me into some kind of momentum. So that was one of the biggest mantras that helped me when this all of this kicked off. Because, you know, let's face it, sometimes we wake up and it feels a bit like Groundhog Day and you're like, oh gosh, not this again. And oh gosh, I've got to like, you know, do the same things again. And my fitness classes aren't on. I can't, you know, leave the house and go for a nice coffee somewhere, all of that. But then, you know, you could dwell on that or you could just go into acceptance of, of what is happening at the moment in terms of an experience. So that was a massive thing for me. I think, you know, what was really interesting, talk about timing, was that literally the week before lockdown, my husband and I moved house and we moved just down the road from where, where we used to live. But we moved house and we moved into this much bigger space. And had we not moved house, I mean, our experience would have been totally different. Like we would have really, really struggled. So it really felt like a lot had shifted or lined up for me before I went into this experience to help me manage the change. So that was that. I think the biggest thing that shifted for me was the business. Now, um, I've got a digital based business and we run online courses, programs. I've got, you know, seven communities. Um, I've got, you know, we do loads and loads of things um, around business, conscious business, um, you know, money, finances and just general life as well. And so, you know, it was just really important for me um, to understand instantly what my audience needed. Um, and understand how I needed to be relevant to them at this time and how everything that I was communicating, teaching before was not necessarily 100% relevant now. We were in this, you know, mad experience. Yeah. You know, when you said then people getting their head around the fact that things aren't going to go back, you know, this thing of uh, going back to normal or going back to how it was and that it's going to be forever changed. And I think hearing that sometimes can sound kind of scary or kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, but actually there's also uh, with everything, there's the flip side of the coin, isn't there? So when something changes, when when there's disruption, there's there's new opportunity, there's new, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Ray Dalio. I'm sure you are. But he's been talking about this new world order and saying, what will this new world order look like? And as you said, for so many industries specifically I think the wellness and the fitness industry maybe maybe it's magnified to me because that's my world but I can't 
see I, you know the future of wellness and fitness it's only going one way you know that there isn't a, you know a, a way to go back so if someone's listening to this show you know lots of um creative entrepreneurs listen to this podcast and you know people that might be um, thinking right now about pivoting their business pivoting their career maybe they've got a small business maybe they're solo entrepreneur you know how could they a first of all start to think around you know what this new world order what this new post-covid world could look like for for them and b how can they i guess get involved with with yourself with one of your courses like who's it suitable for mm, yeah it's a very exciting and i say that word lighten i say that word I, I, I can't think of another alternative good word to say. It is an exciting time for entrepreneurs. It is. You're going to see a lot of entrepreneurs that emerge out of their corporate jobs because they wanted to leave their job two years ago, but they thought it was safer in inverted commas to stay there. So you'll see an, an emergence of entrepreneurial shit because people will feel inspired. They'll feel like they've got nothing to lose now. They'll, they'll see um, an opportunity and they'll create a, an idea for it. And that for me is exciting because I obviously support entrepreneurs and business owners. I feel like, um, you know, you and I talk a lot about goal setting and planning and that's amazing. Absolutely. But I feel like at the moment, um, what I'm teaching people to do is plan for 90 days rather than have an annual plan because there's so much that's changing at the moment. You can only really see what's ahead of you in like a 90 day increment. Mm -hmm. So I've been supporting people to pivot on that level. And, um, and then what's amazing is like, if they come to me and say, well, I've got these three ideas, uh, I'm not sure which one to focus on at this time. I'll say, well, what does your 90 day plan say? oh, I need to double my income by the end of July. I'm like, okay, so what you need to focus on then is whatever is going to give you a good return on investment and going to require, I suppose, um, it's, it'll be easy for you to double your income with that revenue stream, for example, because we can get so distracted by all these new glittery things that we want to explore. And actually at moments like this, we need to look at, okay, what's the next 90 days offer or hold for us and how can we stabilize our income and revenue and um, and then we can start building on what we want to build on so you know it's an exciting time there will be ups and downs it will be a big time for innovation as I said lots of things innovating people's purchasing habits will change you said this very well but people I predict people will take a good look at what they're spending and they'll hopefully become a bit more conscious and and understand that they want to invest into things that help them develop on a mental level, emotional level, spiritual, physical. Um, people will start to want to learn and train in new skills. So the self-knowledge industry, the knowledge industry is actually going to be the next billion dollar industry. People are going to be teaching others through their experiences. Um, Tony Robbins predicted this, and I really, really believe that it's true. He, he said this without knowing that COVID was coming, obviously. Um, so if you're an entrepreneur slash business owner, very exciting time. You do need to understand how to innovate I think one of the biggest things that's really come through for me, Adrienne, actually, that I've just just landed for me now is to tell you is it's it's so important to be relevant. If that was like the golden word for what's going to come out of this, it's relevancy. And what I mean by that is you have to understand who your ideal customer is and exactly what they need right now. It's not enough to just 
create something and, and throw it out into the world and hope it sticks that is just not going to happen anymore so yeah the word relevancy I think you are spot on and, and the way I see it as well with, with being relevant is it's essential I think right now people talk about you know having this time to reflect and go what is essential to you what is essential in your life and I'm not just talking about you know the, the practical and the physical of okay have you got food in your fridge and have you got a warm bed because that's a good place to start you know when you talk about what's essential but I think moving past that you know in terms of other things in your life emotionally you know relationships work career commitment obligation what is essential and I think as you said with with relevance if something is essential to you if it's something is important to you if it's relevant to you you're far more likely to want to invest your time your energy your money whatever it is into something that you really truly believe is essential yeah absolutely I mean we did a lot where we looked at what we were you know when this all kicked off we looked at what we were offering as a business and we we just pushed everything back. We were like, what do our people need right now? Yeah. And we changed things. We launched new things. I would have never have done half the things that I did in lockdown had COVID-19 not happened. But it was a wake-up call for me. It was really a call to action for me to understand how I could help people future-proof their businesses, actually, and uh, and really just help them identify opportunities. But again, it is so much about relevancy. Well, I'll make sure that, you know, at the end of the show, obviously, we'll have all the info and also in the show notes as well so that people can, yeah, really kind of, if they want to, go deeper and find out more. But Jody, I would love to talk to you about the Power Hour. I mean, obviously, when we talked about it before and my focus initially with you was, you know, about the start of your day, um, you know, how because I know you're someone who's intentional. I know you don't just do anything Mm -hmm. just, you know, by accident. Everything's, you know, thoughtful. So I'd really love to talk to you today about what your morning routine looks like in this in this situation right now, how that's adapted and also how your evening and night routine has changed, because you know, I've talked on this show for a long time now about the importance of the first hour. And I'm finding the question about the evening and the night coming up more and more and more, maybe because in this time of uncertainty and fear, people are struggling with sleep and insomnia is becoming a big thing. But also, I think, because we're at home more, there's this blend, I guess, between morning, afternoon, evening, weekdays, weekends. And so for me, you know, I said at the start of the show that this week's episode is a partnership with Origins. And as you know, I'm an ambassador and I'm just a basically obsessed big fan. And I, you know, for the first time, you know, my evening routine, I actually have an evening routine. I used to just, if I'm honest, have like 10, 15 minutes. That was it. Whereas now that I've got more time because I'm at home and, you know, there's less, I'm not commuting, etc. I actually, have yeah changed my night routine and it's now become like a 45 now it's become as important to me as my as my power hour in the morning and so yeah I'd love to know if there's any ways that you are um you know what you're doing in the evening what you're doing in the morning and did you receive um some goodies from origins I did thank you so much yeah and also I'm a big fan of Origins too, so all very gratefully received. Thank I'm you glad. so much. No, I'm glad you got them because obviously at the moment everything's taking a lot longer. But for yeah. me in the evening, basically I was saying how much changed. I have had this, I've had two actually, two sheet masks, like these mega mushroom soothing sheet masks. And you know the idea of doing a face mask? You're like, oh, that sounds great. I'll do it another day. I'll do it in the weekend. I'll do it another day. They have been in my bathroom, I don't know, probably over way over like maybe two months and finally I was like Adrienne this is the time so um yeah that's one thing that's changed for me is actually taking the time to use some of the wonderful things that I have in my house already 
Mm, wow. I mean, so many things are being sparked off in my brain right now. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet, right? Yeah, you're so right. I have an intention around everything. So morning routine, I wake up at 6.30 a.m., which is, I know, later than you do, but 6.30 a.m., I get straight up out of bed. Um, I start breathing, get straight up out of bed. I actually walk around my house um, and I just tap on my karate chop point, which is the outside edge of one of my hands. Uh, and I just breathe in as I'm walking and pacing. And that just helps get the oxygen really into my system quite fast. Um, then what I do is I make myself a glass of, um, okay, I'm going to pronounce this in the way I know how shilajit, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a biohacker and I know that, uh, you've listened to the Be Electric podcast. I interview biohackers. Biohackers are basically people who optimize their health and they're amazing. And there's a whole field industry movement of biohackers all over the world. So um, Shilajit is basically it, the, the version I've got is Russian and it's basically, it sounds mad, but it's high quality earth. So it's basically, um, from the earth and it's, it looks like Marmite and it's very tar-like and you put a pea, no, a grain of rice amount into a glass of hot water. You stir it round and I drink it and it's basically full of minerals. What it's does it so taste like, Jodie? It, you know, it tastes like, it's very distinctive. I'm okay with weird tastes though because I drink salt water. That's another mineral optimization thing that I do. Like, so I can't even, I don't even know. It tastes just a bit earthy. That's what I'd say. It tastes a bit earthy. So I have that and then I'll go and meditate and I meditate for about 20 minutes. Um, and then I go into my kitchen and I've got um, an A2 sticky post-it note on the wall and it basically has these kind of values these things that I want to feel, things that I stand for, how I want to hold my body that day. It's got three trigger images at the bottom, three images of me when I was having this amazing time in Bolivia and I was like doing this massive shoot on the salt flats and I was really in my power and I was feeling, you know, like a warrior woman. So I've got like these trigger images on the bottom, uh, which are really, really powerful. And then what I've been doing twice a day is... Da, 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 talking to myself in the mirror. And I know that it really triggers people when I say this, but hear me out, everybody. People do this in corporate workshops, like the likes of Nike do this, the likes of corporate leaders do this. They talk to themselves in the mirror. Why does it work? Well, because when you talk to yourself in the mirror, eye to eye, you are connecting deeply to the part of you that most needs to get the pep talk, the cheerleading talk that day. You big yourself up. We all want to be bigged up. We all want to be given compliments and affection and attention. I believe it's unfair to rely on everyone around you to do that for you. So Mm. why not do it for yourself? So that's amazing. And it really exercises that inner resilience muscle. And of course, we need to do that more than ever at the moment. So that's my morning routine. So I have like a day where I do um, amazing productivity methods. So I do 50 minute sprints at one time, three of them. Um, And I have plenty of time off in the day at the moment, just so I can really just rest, go to the park and all of that. And then Sorry, I'm going to jump in, Jodie. I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, this and this and this. I was like, I can't interrupt her. But I I had a question because you said, you know, I meditate 20 minutes and then, and I was like, okay, cool. Let me just unpack for a second. When you say meditate, do you mean a silent meditation? Do you mean a guided meditation? Do you mean you sit cross-legged with your eyes closed? Do you mean that you are moving and breathing for you, and I know you probably don't have like specific rules, but what is meditation for you? So I 
am a very experienced meditation practitioner. I've been doing it for nine years now. Um, so I don't need anything to support me. So I literally sit there and I actually sometimes do it with my eyes open. I bring awareness to the present moment and I will sit in the present moment for 20 minutes, which is not easy to do for most people. But I've honed myself, my honed my muscle that much, my muscle of the mind that much that I can literally just sit there in present present time. However, for all of you who are interested in meditation and need assistance, I've actually got a free meditation download in my IG bio, which is perfect for what we're experiencing right now. It's all about resilience and immunity. So Great. you can go check that out. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And also love what you said about having the three power um, you know the images you know powerful images because yes. I think for different people as you know I'm writing a book at the moment and I'm reading lots of things that I'm researching and referencing for the book and something that I've been writing about this week was about learning and around different you know we all learn in different ways and how to access you know how do you learn best so if you're you know an audio learner or a visual learner it's really really important and I think for me as, as well imagery is really strong as well mm. as audio audio is the main one for me but imagery mm. is strong so I think having those three images that you described I think what a wonderful thing to see almost like as a reminder that like yeah. that is you you know and you just said that, you were powerful you were in your zone like we all probably have a picture of ourselves somewhere where we think yeah yes that is me and I think that's probably something I could do with adding to my um, morning routine or daily routine to kind of have this reminder that's like you know the version that you that you that you can be the potential that you have and knowing that it's not about looking someone else and going I, I need to be like that it's like be like you you know like yes. I love that I'm gonna do that Oh my gosh, there's been so many things in this episode, Jodie. We've talked about ice. We've talked about business. We've talked about so, so many things. And I feel mushroom like... Mushroom face masks. Mush, yeah, mushroom face masks, drinking earth, all, these, all these things. And I really, I really hope that the listeners of this episode are going to, you know, I'm sure they're going to take so much away from it. I really hope that they will enjoy it and share it and all of that. But before I conclude, which I can't believe we have to wrap this up soon, I'd like to ask you my closing question, which I ask to every guest at the moment. And it's all about time because I'm still, you know, I still live with this sense of urgency, if, if anything, more than ever, and awareness of time. So when people say they're time poor and they don't have enough time to do a power hour or do a face mask or do a meditation or whatever, they don't have time. So if you, this is, you know, we're not saying they don't have time, it's what they say. They say they don't have time. So Jodie, if you were given an extra hour from now on, every single day has 25 hours, what would you use that extra hour to do? Well, the first thing that popped into my head when you asked me this question is self-care. It is a no-brainer, self-care. And I probably wouldn't have answered that in the same way a year ago. And the reason is this. If we don't give ourselves the space and the time to integrate life and to really process what's been going on, if we just move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, we're going to end up imploding basically. And I have been there so many times. So my answer now is always self-care. Why? Because I know that an hour spent in a bath with Himalayan salts in it, it speaking to myself in the mirror, um, taking the time to body brush, um, also, you know, meditating and, you know, doing some visioning. That hour is worth six hours of doing time to me, definitely, without a doubt, because that hour allows me to integrate so much of the day and it allows me to integrate so much of the week and uh, 
yeah, I need that time and space to to transform. That's where the transformation happens. It's not through doing the work. It's actually through being, you know, it's, and if we don't take, take the time to be, then it's through our sleep. That's how we transform and evolve. It's not when we're doing all these tasks. So it's weird because we're such a doing society that we've forgotten the need for space. So my, my answer to that question would, would always be self-care now from now on. Self-care being kind to myself. William, I definitely need to take on that advice. And also, I know, as I said, we do need to finish. It's a good long episode, but it's worth it because I want to hear more. So I want to loop back when you said about the talk, self-talk, you know, talking to yourself in the mirror, looking at yourself in the eye. And you said sometimes people, they don't like it. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to hear that. And you gave some examples of at the end of the day saying, you know, things I've done, I've had a great day. You know, these things have gone well and kind of what would you say to yourself or what should, how could someone start practicing that if they don't feel like they've had a great day if they don't feel like things have gone well if they're listening to you and thinking okay maybe I could actually dip my toe in the water and no one's going to see no one's going to know you know I'm going to go into my bedroom or bathroom I'm going to try that looking in the mirror trying some of these techniques and these tools that that Jody's talking about but I don't feel like I've yeah got all these great things to start with how could they start it's a great question and many of my business owner audience and tribe have been asking the same question so first of all, the fact that you have or haven't had a bad day or a good day is only a perception. It's only a perception, right? And, and so if I was to say to you, if you'd had a bad day and I was to say to you, right, Adrian, tell me everything that you've done today. Chances are at least three of those things will be wins, but you will have had a weird perception on yourself that today was a bad day and that you failed and everything going. So first of all, just remember that everything's a perception. Second of all, um, if that's too hard to grasp, then, you know, my sense is that, you know, it's about you helping yourself. So I don't know about you, but if I knew that I could help myself, if I could get myself out of a funk that I was in, I would do anything right about now because I don't want to feel the way that I've been feeling. Like, I don't want, I don't want to feel down, depressed. I want to get out of that feeling and that vibration as quickly as possible. And so I would go into the mirror, I would connect to the mirror and I would maybe also know that my mind was just going crazy and I was on a, a negative thought cycle at that time. And so I'd look at myself in the mirror and then my mind might start saying, you're this, you're that, you know, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, whatever. So what I would do is I would put my hand on my heart because I know that my heart is authentic. My heart's not my mind. My heart is an authentic place in my body. You know, I, you know, feel and experience love-based emotions there. And so I put my hand on my heart and I just breathe into my eyes and I'd witness all the thoughts coming up and I just let my mind unravel because remember that the thoughts are just your mind releasing energy. That's what they are. So I would just bring awareness to that. And then I would just connect with myself and I'd say, Something like, you know, you're okay. You know, you're safe. You know, like look around, you know, look at your house. You're safe. You know, you're okay. And then when I started to kind of connect to me being okay, then I might start saying, you know, it's really okay. Like whatever's going on for you today is okay. And however you feel is okay. But I'm here to support you now and Something I love saying to myself, Adrian, is like, I'm going to be here every day for you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to show up for you every day for the rest of your life when no one else is around you and you feel alone. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And I know it's you talking to you, but you, you honestly really feel like it's 
someone else talking to you, you know, because it, it, it just, it is that way. That technique allows you to kind of really get the benefits of someone talking to you very positively. And so I just like take it piece by piece. I mean, I think that it will just have to, it, it wants to unfold naturally this conversation. And uh, so, yeah, for the, those people who are listening and who are keen to try this, and I wouldn't even mention this if it didn't work and if it didn't get radical results really fast, you know, good things that we really benefit from are not always easy to do. You know that getting up in the morning to do the power hour isn't easy to do. Like our mind will try and talk us out of it, but it's good and it works and it's positive. So for all my business owners and entrepreneurs that I'm working with, and they need to strengthen their inner resilience right now. It's the fastest tool to, to make that happen. You can feel effects instantly. I just said I ran a seven-day business accelerator. And I like as well as teaching them strategies and tactics and mindset strategies and, and business stuff, I actually made them do a morning routine every morning. And mirror work was part of that. And I had the lawyer doing it, like the lawyers doing it, the design, everyone was doing it. And people were feeling the effects in two days. And, and I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, spiritually minded people here. We're talking about, you know, that they're normal people, but yeah, they're open-minded, but they're just doing it because I'm telling them how good it is. That's fascinating. And actually hearing you say, you know, the the words around being there, showing up, that was super powerful. Hearing you say that I had goosebumps. So Mm. yeah, I can believe it is incredibly powerful stuff. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jodie. This has been amazing. So, and thank you so much everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you um, found value in it, or if you know somebody else who would, then please do let us know and please do share it. Jodie, where can people get in touch? Where can they find out more and how can they, if they want to get involved in one of your programs, one of your courses, or just more of you? Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so, so dedicated and committed to to supporting business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, people who are thinking to shift their career. Like I'm here for you all, like all of you are here for you. So absolutely. So there's a few things you can go to my IG bio and you can download my future proofing business toolkit. That is for you. If you've started your own business, if you're, um, you know, if you're, if you've got a business or if you're thinking of starting one, and then from there, you'll go through to my business with soul community. That's for conscious business owners. So that's free. That's a free community. I'm also running a um, business accelerator challenge on the 15th of June. Uh, You may or may not catch that based on the timing of when you listen to this podcast episode, but it's going to be a four day challenge and I'm going to teach you how to grow your audience, build your tribe and create new revenue streams. Um, I'm going to share the steps that I've used to generate multiple six figures from Facebook groups. So that's really important work because you know, I know that every listener to this podcast is here for great things. And so how can I help you build an audience to amplify your message? And then you can, finally, you can find me on Instagram at Jodie Shield. Um, I'm on there every day sharing wisdom and, and tools and knowledge to help you be the best conscious business owner entrepreneur that you can be so thank you so much thank you and yeah check out that instagram with a big smile and a bright lip every time she's glam (laughs) she's glam she's great and i really honestly i I knew that i was excited to talk to you all day i was like yes i cannot wait to get on that recording because i feel great i know the listeners are going to feel great and yeah whenever whenever you are listening to this as you said i hope that you will yeah get value from it and go and encourage you to dive in deeper into jody's world you will not regret it thank you so much for listening to the power hour and thank you again origins for supporting the show see everyone have a great week bye